Welcome to Stories, a thread within the Protein podcast that features the stories behind the people at the intersection of community, culture, and technology. In this episode, I chat with Maya about changing our relationship with the internet by slowing it down. Maya is a longtime friend and Protein founder member, so I've always appreciated her view on where we're all heading. This is a pretty wild one, so enjoy the ride. So good to have you on the podcast. Um, we've been chatting for, I, I mean, a number of years. Um, so it feels appropriate and very timely to put this actually now on, on record. Um, and really excited to see you and hear more about my world and your latest project, um, which I'm hoping a lot of people who haven't seen it or um, experienced it yet are going to be interested in. But before we get in the, into that, um, we'd love a quick intro. And also wanted to clarify your current docs status um, and whether you are assuming your current government name or whether we're going with My Girl One. Like I, Anyway, I'll let you clarify yeah. for the listeners your uh, identity status and a bit of an introduction of who you are. This is the hardest question I'll ever answer. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the good one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you contain multitudes, how do you narrow yourself to an introduction? Um, but um, my name is Maya. I think uh, Maya Girl One is my sort of corporate Y3K chatbot persona. She's sort of an AI, um, and she she's her very own kind of character. But really, Maya is escaped from Silicon Valley. Maya Girl One is escaped from Silicon Valley and really dreams of a better internet and has the experience and vision to make it possible or to imagine it for other people because because I think, you know, assuming the role of Maya Girl One, um, I realised that people don't necessarily have access to the experience to be able to imagine at scale. Um, and that's something that's very much gatekept by big tech um, and people it's very hard for people to do or to imagine what they haven't experienced that's just kind of how it works and so um, uh, I kind of in my in my real sort of I don't know what you call it my like my offline life <laughs> I worked in Silicon Valley I worked in advertising um, I was very good at those things um, which you sort of forget when you're on the corporate rat race. You just keep achieving and you sort of never look back and go, oh, hang on a second, like I could probably chill and stop. Um, and when I was forced to do that at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I, I basically, for the first time in my life, slowed down and stopped. And I think it was very much with the energy of the time. I know a lot of people took the opportunity of 
2020 and the last four years and corona and all of all of that to slow down and decide well decide that they wanted a slower more relaxed life and I'm very much part of that but the experience I've had in my life meant that I couldn't help but design a new social network just that little thing <laughs> yeah so there we go is that is that is that a that's good perfect absolutely perfect and uh, you mentioned um you how long have you been in the U.S. now 11 years. Shit. Okay. That's I'm coming home though. Oh, you are? Oh, news. Breaking. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> awesome. Breaking news. So in, in a weird way, Maya is um she is the culmination of the American experience. And her character actually will sort of be, you know, I have a slight flair for the dramatic, will sort of be like will be the end of my American existence. I'll sort of, I'm going to actually put her to bed on Good Friday and uh, and reawake on Easter Monday, just as myself. I'm leaving social media, actually, um, apart from Maya World prototype and a blog, going back to 2008. Um, Love it. Uh, that's which, in fact, which is when we met in the blogging era. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I I think we can remember that that we can. I remember that that's a time when the internet was relatively pure and fun to use, and the friendships that I've made from that time are pretty lifelong. Uh, look at us right here, right now. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's that's my dramatic moment. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm coming back. I'm leaving the internet. This is, but it's a real honor for me to leave all of this information online. Um, I'm like feeling a lot of, it's not really pressure, but just I could talk forever with the information that I have. I just know so much about communications and brand and um, technology and just the intersection of all of these things because of my very specific personal life experience and professional life experience. And so... I made this decision. I was like, well, I don't want to work in a knowledge economy for a lot longer. I want to do something with my hands. And so let me just download all of the information that I have in my brain so that people have it. And anyway, I think it's 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 very it's been a really beautiful experience for me because every week I get feedback where people are genuinely like, oh, like I see I see the possibility of a better internet. And, you know, like I said, it's like it's very hard for people to imagine at scale. So the people who are warming to it are either people who've, for whatever reason, I really, really met the kind of hard edge of um, of of like the Internet culture. Like, you know, I, I get people who young people who were influencers, like when they were nine or ten sort of saying, you know, the whole, my whole life, the the algorithm has controlled me, and now I can I can finally imagine having a relationship with the algorithm. So it's it's really quite beautiful to be at the heart of. I love that you've touched on numerous points there. Wait, am I calling you Priya? Am I calling you Maya? Uh, let's go. Let's go with Maya. Okay, I like this rebrand. Um, yeah, and. 
Okay, where should we start? I've been thinking a lot about 2008 internet, um, as I equally nostalgically um, find myself reminiscing of its, uh, you know, there's a big dose of naivety there. There's a, there is a hope, there is a lot of hope and optimism. Um, There's a lot of uh, yeah, making up as we go along, as I think we all did, or we all still do. Um, but equally, there was a lot of collaboration, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, we're all, no one knows what this could be, really. So let's sort of work it out together, which definitely has strong pulls and parallels in a, in the Web3 world, uh, you know, in terms of charting those behaviors or those attitudes but obviously in a very different time with a very different base technology that sits underneath it. But I'd love to dig a little bit more onto and maybe to dig, uh, you know, deeper into the really what you're trying to achieve with my world in terms of what a slower internet or a better internet actually means to you. Um, yeah, I would love just to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, I mean, the critical, I'll give you, you know, the, the top line design of Maya World, it's very simple, actually. Obviously, it takes a minute to get to something that simple, but it's mood boards that you make together. So imagine Pinterest or Tumblr, but instead of instead of um, being individually responsible for a content, like, you know, profile page full of content that, that feeds us a feed, um, you basically start a board, you start a mood board. So, you know, a very possible and probable and likely use case in the design prototype, we see this all the time, is that, you know, I'm, I start a, a mood board, sunshine men, I throw something up, I leave it for eight months or eight days in the design prototype um, uh, timeline. And other people fill things in. So when I come back, it's a totally different experience. Now, that from a user behavior perspective is huge because what it does is it takes pressure off an individual to produce in order to be seen because all of the algorithms currently are um, are basically you know, like they're incentivized to make you produce more content. And I've, you know, I've been producing content for the last year. I'm I'm sort of on every social network apart from Snapchat. And I have, it's kind of interesting because obviously I've done this process many times before with money behind me. So I know the energy of how trends move and I'm seeing it without money, which means it's like person by person. But because I know the energy, I sort of know where I am in the stage of the journey. And so I'm like not really perturbed at any point. You know, people are like, gotta keep your head up. And I'm like, well, you know, every now and then I do have a moment. I'm like, what am I doing? But I'm also like, I've done this so many times before. I see the trajectory of the journey and it's, that it's doing really well. And I think that's the thing that that kind of makes a lot of sense to me that about what I'm trying to change. Like what the slower internet means to me is it's a it's a UI, it's a design intention that is not prioritizing your attention. It doesn't it doesn't ask for your attention all the time. Now, all of the other like nerdy stuff behind that is, you know, 
is just me being a real nerd, but that's the core of it. It's it's basically like I'm not trying to get your attention. I'm trying to genuinely find a place for you to connect over things that you like in the real world, <laughs> which is to me the best part of the internet from that era is that it, it is even in the structure of it, it very much rep, like replicated the real world. You know, some of just like to have in kind of give you an insight into like one design thing that we would love to do is I imagine for each of these mood boards, there would be um, a gate on how many people could look at it at one time. So just like, if you go to a club and it's full, you either decide to queue up to go into the club or you go somewhere else. It's like, well, what if the internet followed those rules? It might actually just, it would spread the, the users around, it would spread the information around, you stop centralization. And so rather than trying to do, and this is my sort of dig at Web3, because I agree, I think the culture's there, I think the intention's there, I think the way people are helping each other's there, but it's built on a platform that is that is literally a Ponzi scheme for rich people. Like they still hold all of the supply. It, it behaves like money. It is tied to fiat. So therefore it follows the rules of money and it has finance people in who are, you know, seeking the same control as they do in the money markets. There's not going to be Nirvana there, guys. Like, I hate to break it to you. It's like the, the system is inherently flawed. And so for me, I was like, well, why, why use... Why use money? Like, I, there's a whole different kind of crypto idea that I have on it, so I can't even be bothered to go into that. But it's it's very much just about changing behavior, if that makes sense. Mm. No, I love it. And you mentioned the real world, or bringing, uh-huh. uh, re- reminding ourselves. Let's call it uh-huh. that. Love. That there is a real world, and it's you know it's quite good for you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I feel like it's very on brand because the kids talk about touching grass, and I'm like, well, this is the way you can do it, guys. I mean, totally, and I'm, and I think related to that, equally curious. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the social. I killed all my social media eight years ago, so I'm. Oh, but freedom. <laughs> it's like the it's, but I'm curious to hear your decision. Equally, as part of your relocation, this. And it, is this coincidental? Because I know you're not that religious. Um, um, sort of Good Friday sort of moment. <laughs> is that just a convenient date in your in your calendar, just to make I mean, make a resurrection? Okay. okay, so just to get a little <laughs> a little spiritual. Um, I mean, so you can idea- get you can get a lot spiritual. Like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I mean- I'm here for that. <laughs> so, so this idea came to me. Um, in Jamaica uh, in 20 in I was there in like December 2021 I think it was literally like a download it was so like I wrote a notebook with the sketch of the idea in like three days I was there for four days like it was very magical and I came home and I was working for a startup at the time which is very exciting humanoid they're doing amazing things but um and I I kind of wrote this idea out as a pitch to a VC because I was in that world. I was thinking in that world. And in that deck, I sort of, I ended this VC sort of pitch deck with, why wouldn't we just do it? You know, LOL, like um, we should run a campaign suggesting it because I was imagining, I was actually imagining it for Google. This is um, how, how how you work when you're used to doing things for other, for existing companies. And I said, why don't we just run it as a joke? And if it 
if it hits, then the 1st of April is... Um, so, you know, we'll announce it on the 1st of April and either it's an April Fool's joke or it's a really great marketing campaign. Like that was the sort of last slide of my pitch deck. And then um, and then I had this moment. I was like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't give this to why would I give this to a company like Google? It should be owned by the people, which is why I have started the crowdfund, because I, I could get finance very easily. I just don't want to. I really don't want to upset the integrity of the idea. So I was like, okay. So when I started again from March 2023, actually, sorry, it was 22 and 23. Um, but when I started again, like I, I made a new deck. I actually just posted it online and I've been sharing my whole process ever since. Um, I didn't even realize this. I just made the 1st of April an arbitrary day because it was the same day. It's my girl number two's birthday. It's like, uh, it was like a whole bunch of things. I was like, you know what, let me... Let me just, I can only do, I know I can only do this for for a few years because it's, I have to go back to that, in some ways, that Silicon Valley mind, and I don't really want to live there. So for me, I have to give myself an end date. So I chose the 1st of April and I was on a TikTok live. Someone was like, did you know that this year, the 1st of April is Easter Monday? So... So I was like, well, I guess, um, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess Easter Monday is the deadline. And it's funny to me because I'm really like, what I'm realizing this is a, it's a practice in belief and, and, and almost like pure delusion, which was always the, um, you know, which was always in the kind of DNA from the beginning, but I am imagining as if it exists because it does exist to me. I live in a reality where I go to the prototype and that's where I hang out most of the time and I work promoting myself on old social media. And then after that, I'm like, I don't like being an influencer is, which, you know, I'm, I'm a very lazy influencer, but that's what I'm doing. It is hard work. Like I always respected influencers, but now I like really respect them. Like if you ever try to do anybody's job, you will very quickly get respect for it. It's something you learn as a researcher. But, but but doing it for myself, I'm like, these, like being on lives all the time, like being available all the time, responding to people's comments, like it's it's very rewarding because you meet amazing people. You know, Douglas Rushkoff is like, find your people. And that's, that's what this is. But wow, hats off to those guys. They are really, they are feeding the internet with their souls. <laughs> For good or for worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So wait, so want... what? Just, just fill me in there. So what's actually going to happen on the first of April, or do so we have to sort of so, wait and see? Well, so on the 29th, So right, just so you know, I made a little pivot, and I'm right now. I'm designing a meditation to like sort of help people clear space for this idea. It's really for the idea, right? It helps clear space, but for themselves, like from capitalism, and then create a new world like it's training the behavior rather than um explaining what it is if that makes sense so I'm writing this meditation and um and I want to do this sort of ceremony called like the the clearing or the great forgiveness you're coming in the middle of the creative process so I don't know what it's going to be called um and I'm actually joining forces with Yuri so it's already going to be brilliant okay love it another protein fam <laughs> another protein fam yeah exactly and um and we're just going to do a ceremony to kind of 
you know, mark all the work that we've been doing to to heal, you know, like to, to imagine new futures, which is a type of healing work. And we want to commemorate that. And so we just picked, because I had already had this first April day, um, we're now going to do that on, on Good Friday. And then, and then this is my plan. I'm going to do that on Good Friday. I'm going to turn off my phone for that weekend. And then on Monday, I'm going to make one final Instagram, um, you know, one final social media post that is basically going to say, well, either it's April Fool's Day or it's Easter Monday. We're not really sure which day it's going to be. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of it it worked nicely for a bit of theatrical sleight of hand. The universe is really working with us. Never shy of a bit of theatre. Love a bit of theatre. I mean, if Steve Jobs taught <laughs> but, us anything. But yeah, no, indeed. But then, I mean, but then what? As you said, this is a, a, an idea you've you've given birth to to share with the world for it to do with what it wish what what it wants. Well, so I'm going to put the blog up and really what I'm going to say is whoever wants to build it, it's very much like because it's an open source thing. I I think once the infrastructure is built, it can then, you know, there's a, a sort of market idea on it, which is all the features rather than being created by a centralized company like Google or Facebook or Apple are designed by the community, a bit like the Play Store or the App Store. And there would have to be you know, like a community verification thing that would come in and think it would be local by default, that stuff would just organically happen. And my commitment is if anyone wants to build that first set, I, there are people already sort of starting to ask to build it, which is great, but I don't know if I've met the right people yet. Like I feel like I feel like when it's right, they'll be knocking down my door like every day being like, I want to build this. <laughs> Because that's the energy that feels like it's coming. Um, I will uh, obviously be a consultant to them. But I think the thing is, is once you get it, like once people really get the idea, they don't need me very much. So um, it's the ultimate like sort of gift, lazy sort of, I'm a strategist, you know, I don't really want to be around for the whole project. <laughs> once it gets into production, I get real bored. I'm like, I'm, I want to go do something else. So, so very much, I'm very much imagining that it's going to be built soon. And then I'm, I'm the architect. I, I don't, I don't have to be around for the construction of it for all of that, that other people will, I'm pretty sure I'm going to meet everyone that wants that believes in it so much that they want to make it a company, the pioneers of it, that's that's already happening. And it's once the basic infrastructure is built, um, yeah, it's like people are building little tests and stuff. It's it's like all have it's it's very interesting to be at the, the kind of like beginning of an idea like this. Because even if it's yeah, because even if it's not Maya, it's Maya's already gonna influence the next thing. I just I know that that's how big it is. Mm. And where, I mean, where can people find this and how can they get involved if this last half an hour hasn't piqued their interest enough? Yeah, so um, you can uh, go to myworld.online and sign up for $10 because I my dream is that if I'm going to get, if I don't find these people who just want to build it for free um, because of they, they're they're driven by the same wild <laughs> visions that I am. Um, I would like, okay, well, if I have a couple of hundred grand, I could pay someone to build a prototype. And so I want it to be crowdfunded. Like I said, I really don't 
the minute you get VCs involved, you get their intentions involved. And that is the thing that I, it just ruins the idea. So um, I was like, okay, if we can get um, 30,000 people to give $10, we'll be able to to fund it. And we're actually, it's like kind of random. I think we're about 200, but like, you know, that like 200 to 1,000 is the really hard part. And then 1,000 to 30,000 is a lot easier. So it's been kind of, what's in, been interesting and happening in that because it's a totally fresh new idea this last year has been people who like are just getting their heads around it and they're people who are already at the kind of leading edge so I've got the trend agencies you know like the the kind of um the, the sort of people who are designing technological futures experimental artists so I'm like at that stage of society right now some of the names who are Maya girls will oh my god like I wish I could just release the list in some ways because they are some of the literally just you would gag like you would just gag like some of the people that you're just like wow like wow like this is the company I'm in it's really quite amazing um but but yeah it's it's uh that's how I, I you know and I think the other way you can get involved is just by like starting to make mood boards of your life of what the world that you think is better like I love what Radar are doing you know with their mood boards I think it's just it's like it's all very niche activity right now but it's also happening everywhere you look and I think to me it's it's the oh I could just make a mood board about the future I want like I could just make it in a TikTok filter you know one of those ones where you cut, cut together like 97 photographs and I could just start putting this content out of a better world. And really, I should have said these two things the other way around. But like, you know, that's how I, I'm like product first. Um, but but that's it. It's like, let's all just get start getting involved. Because at the end of the day, that the concept is we can create the future we want. We just have to sync up. And right now, it, everyone's dreaming individually and the dream has to become collective for it to become reality. And so Maya world is one version of that. There's a million other versions. And at some point, something's going to come together and like knock it all together, you know? I love it. I am rather embarrassingly um, 169, um, which oh, I'm right. definitely... Is that laggard? Or... No, no, because literally we're still at, we're still at experimental avant-garde artists. So okay. the, the dream is. I would have I would have like, liked to have been in two, the in two digits. Uh, yeah, but yeah. sorry about that. I was away when you. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's great, and it's one sixty nine. It's kind of an LOL Bill, Bill and Ted number. <laughs> uh... but, you know, I think, like I said, it's like I imagine it. Whatever, whether it's like I said, whether it's this version of the concept or somebody else's vision, you know, is this the Friendster? Is this the MySpace? Is this the Facebook? I don't know, but I imagine that this, if my if my world is the system that becomes the the future, as becomes as influential as Facebook, it's designed to be that. Then there's going to be like four billion users, so one six nine is going to look pretty good. All right, no, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> Um, let's take a uh, detour. Let, let's take a turn <clears throat> um, to off-road uh, off early Maya, and 
We just love to explore some of the influences of what brought you to this moment. Um, I know a bunch of them because we've known each other for a while, but just would love to hear your, um, I guess, sort of relationships with, I mean, um, London specifically, geographically, mm -hmm. um, music, um, and, okay, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, you mentioned strategists, but I think it was very much, and certainly our various conversations over the years have been through a lens of brand strategy yeah. and its role, both positive and negative in, you know, shaping society, culture, uh, you know, behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. So I appreciate that's, that's quite a broad. Oh, I love it. Um, but I would love to sort of rewind. Uh, let's go back to 15 year old Maya and sort of her outlook on the world then and how that has evolved over the last few years to what it is now. Oh my God. So Maya Girl 4, who has known me for a real long time, maybe even longer than you, um, said something really interesting a couple of years ago, which was, she's like, when you were a baby, Maya, you were so full of rage. <laughs> you really wanted to destroy the system. And it was like in the top of your voice, like every time you spoke, you were like, fuck the system. Like, you know, and then somehow I ended up working in Silicon Valley. But it's like, she's like, you know, she was like, now the, the rage is quiet. It's not like so angry anymore. It's not so like in your throat. Um, and it's not like it's not there. I still think the whole fucking system is awful. But I really, having worked in it, I have a great deal of, I always joke and call it sympathy for billionaires, <laughs> um, which is a sort of unpopular view, but, you know, like, they do make big decisions for people. The reasons they make those decisions is silly. No one should be making those big decisions. Um, but it is happening. We do have centralised control, and so these people are doing these things. And so I think having done it, having been it, I have a lot of kind of kindness and space for for them i'm not like i'm not so uh i'm not so you know eat the rich and set fire to them um even though i think, think we can make a few sacrifices with the real of the real technocrats like i'm i'm definitely down for that french revolution style but not beheading i don't really believe in murder anymore <laughs> but it's just like it's like so if you want to go back it's like i think to sort of answer your question, I'm my world is for me very much like all of the unanswered questions of my career, all of the edge between doing the right thing. Because we've we've been having this conversation about the ethics of branding for what, 20 years pretty much. And you know, because we we're we're out there, like we're talking to the to the real people who use the product and are affected by the product. You know, I used to do a lot of technology. I used to do a lot of technology research. And so you travel around the world talking to people about talking to, you know, Apple and Android users, <laughs> because you're always you're always talking to your competitor as well. Understanding the world through that lens has been wild in terms of understanding 
just people's relationship to life because technology has become such a central part of our life. And also it's so recent. Like it's a 10-year phenomenon or something, or 12, 15-year phenomenon, like, you know, mobile phones, internet. It's so recent. So I've really studied the whole thing. Like I've seen it from... You know, I've—I mean, I've had a, a, a phone since I was thirteen, and it was like one of those Mercury one-to-one bricks that took a, like a, a credit card-sized SIM card. <laughs> but so I've—I really lived out quite a big chunk of that experience, and I just—I'm just like, which are the bits I want to keep? Which are the bits I can remember? Let me put all of that together. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is that I've said this to you many times before, but without the dance music scene in London, none of this would have happened. Like, like, dance music in London is like church to me. It's like where I, and it's funny actually, I was talking to Grumble Mouse about this recently in that he's kind of doing his interesting thing about his island life from 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 um, uh, Ireland. But we were talking about how like, it really was a space of, uh, utopia. It was like loads of people, no phones, listening to music, all on the same vibe, all on the same beat, just like very much like in a trance energy together. And it was a really special time. Like, because because the thing was that every scene, every music scene in the late 90s, early 2000s was good. So it's like, even if you weren't into house or da, 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 you you went to a club, like you, you would go to a house night or whatever night, the things you weren't into and you would see like Derek Carter, who's who now you're realizing is like one of the best ever to do it. And that, that was just a random Saturday night at Fabric. So I feel like I'm just, I'm very grateful for having experienced in my body what unity feels like across like gender, age, race, you know, like race, like all of the weird identity markers that are really prevalent in America actually in a way that they're not in, in London. Um, I got to experience the opposite of them. So I know in my body it's possible, which I don't think a lot of Americans have. And so 11 years here, I get to bring that experience and try and productize it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. So it is, I mean, multiple parallels there just to draw on in terms of, I mean, 90s in general, (laughs) whichever cultural reference you want to tap into. Um, and maybe also why we can't stop referencing it, <laughs> going yeah. back to it, um, reminiscing on it. Um, and, you know, I mean, as you know, from your work as a researcher and, you know, trends are cyclic and there's no real new, new ideas anyway in the world. Um, but that... I guess what I'm trying to get to, it is that essence, right? It is that feeling of uh, experience, experience the purest emotion of that, you know, coming together, Um, uh, which, I mean, I I agree with 100% because it feels feels missing. And I think we are, I mean, of privilege, the fact that we have had experienced that because we are of that generation and we were at that time in those places. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you can't recreate those exact worlds and those exact times. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. 
so random. I, I've been packing up my house today because I want to be sort of light um, for the for my last like month here. But I um I found a Firefox three launch party t shirt. I'm pretty sure we went to that party together. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> but it's like the best merch ever. I was like, wow, this is real vintage tech bro shit. That's gonna be worth something, man. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So we've really been like when people are like, we've been. We, I'm like, no, we've been. I've been doing this, um, and I and, got, you know, I, I, think I got the t-shirt to prove it. I literally <laughs> had the t-shirt. Um, and I think you know, one, I'm a real romantic, especially about the internet, because I, like I said, I, I've, I've done it. I've lived a life where the internet was fun and made my life better, genuinely. Um, and I think what. I, I make a lot of internet friends who are young, like uh, anywhere aged between sort of like I mean, they, the early 20s up to like late 20s. And obviously being on the internet, they I have to be like, look, I'm, 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 I'm 42, mate. I don't know what keck means. You have to explain it to me. <laughs> I really don't know what you're talking about. But I think they they, they like the sort of, internet granny vibe they're actually all most of the kids are very sweet like I am um, and and yeah and I think and I, I don't know it's just been very it's uh, that's been very nice I think we miss a bit of intergenerational conversation especially in America and um, it's been fun to have it I'm so full of hope because I speak to young people yeah I mean I've I, I'm with you I mean we spend a lot of time in the work that we do, but equally in the um, you know worlds that we frequent, just really understanding what's next, and that not pri pri primarily, but predominantly, is through a, a you know a younger generation, and not exclusively, but I I share your optimism, um, just in terms of work ethic or just general attitude and you know what how how they're looking at the world and really how they're already you know shaping it um it's definitely not all rose tints glasses and you know perfect and there's huge concerns also being a dad of three young kids coming into that well they're not even gen a yet they're pre-gen a or whatever that would be gen b um whatever the next generation <laughs> generational taxonomy that is going to get applied to it but it's that's when it gets super interesting in terms of where where and how this technology will continue to evolve for those future generations versus you know the ones that are currently within it and widely documented in terms of its impact on social media and you know the negatives that are attached to it which thankfully but not enough are well it definitely feels the tide is turning right just in terms of usage or boundaries or you know the regulations or the restrictions or the taxations aren't yet in place um mm. but it feels like it it's only a matter of time before um you know before those uh, restrictions are actually implemented you know, I, I go back to this quote that um, My Girl 12 actually talks about, which is which is that in a built environment, everything is designed by somebody. And so you're always searching for your place in it. And in a 
naturally occurring environment. Nothing is designed, so therefore you're always invited in. And I think... Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, that was one of the most profound things I've ever heard. And and it just makes me realise it's like, oh, actually, we're now at the stage where we can where we can give up things like we we can go actually I don't want this feature <laughs> I don't want it like this is what's essential let me let me keep the the essence of the internet what's essential about the internet and get on with my life um because we you know I I call it the the puppies to genocide timeline you know you you didn't ask you didn't ask to be shown this and then I have to emotionally engage with content of war or whatever. It's like there's no there's no like I'm sitting down to watch the news and I'm I'm mentally prepared to understand that the world is terrible and that I have to I have a role in it. I'm just like confronted that in like micro triggers all day. I don't have any say over when I see it. And it's not good for our health. Like, you know, I think Linda Stone wrote that thing on continuous partial attention, like, in the late 90s. It's not like, I think I interviewed her when I was uh, at the Future Laboratory, like, in the mid, you know, early 2004. It's like, these things have been on our minds. Um, but no one in Silicon Valley is incentivized to solve those problems because everything is driven by profit. In fact, the in the design of the internet since web 2.0 is literally designed around a commercial feedback loop so even if the site is like informative it is designed around a commercial feedback loop so the information becomes commerce and you know if you look at things from pre that era that still work like craigslist or wikipedia they don't have that design thing and that's why they still they're not designed around commerce, which is why they're still relevant. And so I'm like, well, if Wikipedia has managed to stay around 20 or 30, however long however long it's been around, and still be useful and still be community moderated and still generally be reliable, I'm really not concerned about the power. You know, people are like, what about moderation? Da, da, da. I'm like, you created a police state when you created... A, like a mall when you made the internet a mall you needed security guards if the internet is not a mall if it is a plaza there's no plaza with a wall in it with a wall around it in italy they don't build walls around plazas the plaza is a place where everyone can just hang out and yeah sure there's businesses there and the businesses that got in early have better you know like real estate and whatever but like yeah it's 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 like I've read so much about like also about architecture and there's this amazing book called William the City by William White which really influenced me it's all about like city design so it's you know I think I think a lot about the real world when I design which I think um I don't know if you ever saw that guy who invented the infinite scroll talk and he basically says you know with a glass of wine when you when you refill it you're like physically refilling the glass of wine so you have this visual and physical marker that like i am drinking more wine whereas with an infinite scroll you're just scrolling you never you never have that understanding that like oh i'm taking more content like oh i'm taking more like i'm i'm there's now a point i've drunk a whole bottle of wine maybe i should stop like the infinite scroll doesn't have those those like say satiety markers built in if you like so i thought i kind of like how do we put those back they're helpful. They're helpful for humans. They exist in real life. Like we need them actually. Mm. 
it's about, and I was reading a great article about designing friction back into you know, mm. digital UXs and which there's entire teams and businesses of business like divisions that are designing about removing friction. But I'm, I'm laughing because this is, you know me, so you know how, how this is like a thing I would do. So I was invited to um, an iPhone launch party or something. Um, and um, and it's like the party for the designers after. So it's a, it's a bit smaller than, than you know, the 30,000 people that work in Cupertino. Um, and Johnny Ive was there. And I got a moment to talk to him at the bar or something. And obviously I was a little bit drunk. But literally I had this like, I had this. And it's also, you have to remember that he's celebrating, like, designing an iPhone. Like, he's trying to chill. And me being like, this is the time I'm meeting Johnny I like, this is my moment to have a conversation with him, get into some, like, deep conversation with him about the responsibility of designing friction out of things. And he was, like, he was so nice about it. And he was actually gave me a very thoughtful response. He obviously thinks about it. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, let me enjoy his, his launch party. But I was really like, I'm never going to meet this man again. I need to. I need to have this conversation. With I need to know. But it was, uh, yeah. So, I sometimes when I was where I woke up the next morning, I was like, "What is wrong with you?" So the angry thirteen-year-old stepped up and then Truly. started to like. <laughs> I love that. Wait, what? What was his response then to your? I can't. Your I can't remember. But he was removing... basically. Well, he was basically kind of talking. We had we ended up actually having quite a long conversation for about it while we while we were waiting for our drinks. And he he was he was just talking about how like there are some things that you don't quite see because you you know and and that's part of that's part of being a designer. Like you, there's only so many things that you can see, and obviously there are lots of benefits from it. And in a weird way, I think iPad actually is the perfect, like all of those gestures are so perfect on an iPad. An iPad to me is actually a very perfect product. But when you put it on the phone, it's like it's too close and too personal. But, you know, it's, it. I mean, I'm sort of extrapolating not just what he said and, you know, mixing up with my own thoughts. But it was it was a really, I mean, he, he really did. He was very gracious. I'm sure he has to deal with it all the time. <laughs> Uh, from stuck from stuck up young Londoners, who were like, yeah, I think maybe it was the English that like allowed, you know, he, he maybe it was like I don't know, I really don't know what he thinks about it or whether he even remembers. Like it's like one of those things, you know, like when you meet someone who is that, um, you know, like iconic. It's like it, it's a life changing moment for you, you know, um, but he has it's like sometimes i'm just like that though the apple design team like actually a lot of technology design teams you know like the google guys like to be at the center of new technology even like for me to be at the center of old technology <laughs> revisited um is really quite special because that moment when it unlocks in somebody's mind the possibility of technology especially now that people have seen what it can do at scale it's a really quite amazing thing to see like one-on-one -on -one in a person it's like it's like a seed splitting I can't explain it it's very 
profound experience. Um, and so I'm like, well, for someone like him to have done it at that level and like to have literally influenced like hundreds of millions of people's lives, like what a strange, you know, experience. Like we we can kind of imagine it for Beyonce or someone like that, but the but the you know because she's so public, we like and we have a relationship with her influence. But he's not very public and he's had a lot of influence. And so it's kind of just what a wild thing for a person to, you know, I don't think they really knew. <laughs> they knew when they didn't know. Like, I don't think they really understood quite how, but they did, if that makes sense. Like that's the, the energy I get because it, it was so, it was so huge. I mean, still is. Yeah, literally <laughs> like, like yeah. wow. No, I was just reading um, on Nadia Pietz, um, who's also been on the podcast and incredible. She's just, actually, I think it's just closed. There was an open call for projects around slow AI, oh. um, which I don't know if you saw, but definitely feels in no. your sort of wheelhouse. Oh, my God, I have uh, such a good idea for AI. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, again, responsibility ethics, <clears throat> you know, technology at scale, unknowns as to implications or uh, use cases um but equally and this is definitely coming from an artistic you know background perspective viewpoint but really sort of which where a lot of the innovation and thoughts and evolutions you know not generally are are, are, are birthed um but no it, i just I, I it just resonates deeply on that you know, yeah, that positioning is just, just because you can, should you? Um, and yeah. as you say, Silicon Valley predominantly or a any other sort of tech-led city or area is still very much governed and driven by the commercial upsides in terms of why they exist or what their shareholders are expecting. So, um, uh, you know... That's where, to me, all the interesting stuff around any of these new technologies, especially AI, if you look at Holly Herden, equally, you know, journal cover for us years ago, but still asking the right questions, but more importantly, building, you know, the right projects just to really question some of these new approaches. So, no, it's fascinating for sure. Yeah, and I just started reading... I don't know how much I can read of it because it's quite dark, but Palo Alto, I can't remember the author's name, but it's basically the sort of like history of California told through Palo Alto. And obviously then it's just the history of Silicon Valley. It is dark. It is really, really dark. Um, just, and it's, you know, somebody once said to me, strategy is a military technology. And that's another thing that's like really, um, is that how Asala, like, this always stuck with me. And I'm like, oh. And then when you look at how Silicon Valley is, it's like a lot of the companies that design for military technology are also based in Silicon Valley. They're not as famous. But if you know anything about how communities work, like, all of that information, you know, like, spills over. So it... Some, if you want to get on the dark side of it, it's like there's a lot of military-grade ideas and technology in consumer products because of that proximity. And when you, and, and 
in reading this book Palo Alto I was like oh wow like it's it's so intertwined and and like you know I think these things sort of happened and I don't think it's as like you know people sitting in a room being evil (laughs) as like we like to paint but it it kind of in some ways it is like that there's bars on you know like in Palo Alto or whatever where this exchange sort of happens because people worked at this company and that but then you know like even my old employer there are people that work in very high levels of the U.S. Defense Department have gone from there you know so it's it's like just Nick Clegg and Facebook like the way that politics military and technology have sort of like done a little whirlpool it's much more pressing than just a user experience conversation you know it's literally our like freedom of free will and rights that's a cherry topic yeah but then we like let's not think about that let's just decide one because it's like we can't do anything about that so let's just yeah, all yeah. of us put our collective power to something different because that's what we can do yeah, it's so true. And we hope that we can in the ways that we might have at our disposal. But I mean, but that is the reality, right? <clears throat> and certainly what is being protected or removed or covered up or um, hidden. Um, and hopefully what will change. And I think that to me is my hope of being uh, better educated and you know, bringing it back to my world, you know, creating these new behaviours and lifting the veils and all of those great analogies. Um, so, no, I look forward to, uh, well, your return. This is very exciting. I know, <laughs> I know. Hang out IRL. Um, but no, it, in all, um, yeah, in all seriousness, just the project, like, as, I mean, as, you know, we we are we have been good friends for a number of years so it's really incredible to see all of those different you know moments influences learnings experiences you know manifest in what this is so um yeah love it maya uh and leah looking forward to seeing where it goes yeah same um uh, final questions um what's the best way especially now you're just about to kill all your socials that someone, uh, if they want to get in touch with you, uh, can. Comment on my blog. Um, we're just updating the website. So the, the blog and everything will be on there. Um, but yeah, it's basically like 2008 rules. Love it. You know, at the end of the day, it's not like I'm not going to have an eye on it. And I also just, information gets to me. I'm not really that hard to find. Um, I'm very public and, you know, like I still have a LinkedIn, it's Maya, like you can still contact me. It's just I'm I'm personally going to be a lot slower in contacting people back. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to, to live the energy that I want to, that I want Maya to create for everybody else. Like, you know, it's like they kind of, they say, you know, like to be a CEO or a founder or whatever, you have to like live the end, the company ideals and stuff. And I'm like, well, I want a world that's basically like young nap life. So I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't be like a hardcore, like, you know, we're going to build and we're going to grow and we're going to do if, if what I want 
out of it all is for people to be able to just touch grass and nap. So, um, so <laughs> I'm very much going to live the dream uh, and and like and try and embody the lifestyle. I want to be like an influencer CEO, you know, hard to find, invisible. Um, and I'm not going to be a CEO, like I said, I'm the architect. But, but um, yeah, just you know, chilling, chilling, doing as le- least work as possible because that's really that's the end user experience it should be the least amount of work as possible like you know like we even want to have like on the messages if there's a messaging app in the future like it's like just having a message stream with a board next to it for all of the media from your group chat is like already revolutionary like just that as an app on its own if somebody built that open source then it could all link together to become Maya in the future. You know, there's like so many ways it could happen and um and I'll figure it out. Like I won't totally leave the internet, but I am I I won't be in any way kind of like posting because it because it really is you're really so you're the the slave of the algorithm. And you know like that's how the internet was designed, right? Master and slave and they I don't think they've changed that terminology yet. So it leaks into all kinds of UI. Mm. No, it's so good. I love it. Practicing what you preach. Nap, yeah. Nap master. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I mean, I've, I've worked so hard. I've put so many hours towards this. It's like, you know, like, like when you work in Silicon Valley, you're thinking about work literally a hundred hours a day, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's kind of, it's not how it's not healthy for that for the for the people in the companies that rule that rule our lives to be thinking that much about work. That's the energy that goes into the products, and then that's the energy that we like. Well, why do we feel so productivity driven? Like, well, everyone that's designing your stuff like thinks like that. So yeah, of course you're going to feel like that. Mm, yeah, I love it. Um, final question: Who would you like to <laughs> hear from on the show? Oh my god. Wow. There's so many people that and like a lot of them I, to, I wish I had my phone. Um because it have to be I feel one. like there's all these well, yeah, that's what I mean. There's so many I feel like I bookmark artists all the time. Basically, firstly, anyone called Maya. Okay, good start. Because because every single Maya that I have come across. IRL Myers. IRL Myers online Myers there's this Maya on the internet Maya man who's doing really interesting like AI so they're all doing really interesting work so I feel like you know because I, it's a name that I've assumed I really tapped into something I don't know if you knew this but it it means um in Hinduism it means like illusion it's like it basically means simulation and so it's kind of like the the sort of brand idea behind it is if we reprogram the simulation that maybe we will reprogram reality <laughs> so that's why it's called maya uh, um i love that yeah and so any maya is a great one but then i'm really um i love this the softer futures like that conference like all of the speakers there every single one i like when i, I just they they just released um you know the the lineup and i i like went and lurked on everybody and i'm bad with names but they were all also brilliant um yeah there's there's a sophia oh my god i can't remember her last name that ai artist that i'm obsessed with there's just so many 
just talk to more girls i think that's just girls in tech not women in tech girls in tech i think it's different what is the difference i don't know i think i think girl culture women women culture just even by the name is like in opposition to men um or not but centers men right women it's like if you want to get into etymology and stuff it's a useful way to explain things but to me like girl culture is it's like it's a bit like the inner child work that you do in therapy but i think when i reconnect to who i was as a tween if i can reconnect to her before i really like got into the rage of adolescence if i can connect into everything i liked as a tween is still cool <laughs> like, like I, I think it's just like tween girl energy is very pure energy and it's like even you know when you get into the Wattpad girls and their amazing like fanfic and stuff, it's like my friend who's an educator um, talks about you know the, the minute the the pheromones hit, children are, are like just it's not fun to teach them anymore because they're like you know and it makes sense. It's like I remember that age or everything's going wild in your body and you're just like what am I what I don't understand like I have all these it's like all these hormones. And so it's like the girls, I'm sure, I don't know what the boy experience is for tween boys because I don't really remember it. I think I was very much, girls are often very much in their own world. Like this is sort of like final thing. I found my diary from 2001 um, in my, like in packing up my house and it is full of this. It's like rants about capitalism. It's like rants about, so it's like I've always been thinking about this. You've always been trying to figure out a problem. But I think, the life I lived in my journals when I was 12 was probably the pinnacle and I've just been trying to get back there. <laughs> so it's like if you can be in touch with with that character of yours, then I feel like that's the vibe. <laughs> I love it. Maya, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. And, Thank you uh, so much. It's been so good to talk. <laughs> and, yeah, looking forward to seeing how it all comes out. <laughs>